Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high-praised classic films afloat, or if it really is just the real deal, or if it is the real deal, and worthy of all the adulation. Wow. Yeah, there's some good reading. Good reading going on there. Anyway. Anyway, hi, how are you doing, hon? I'm okay, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good it's a nice sunday evening i'm about to eat too much so i'm a little full same yeah. same but it was it was yeah. worth it it was it was I good one of those taquitos you need it i want some taquitos they're good i like a good taquito <laughs> mm-hmm. and you got your your good uh, taquito you can't i can't, can't say, just speak I, my i can't speak eco <laughs> 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 do you like that <gasps> You like that? Uh, it was good enough. Yeah, it, was, it was passable. That's yeah. what it was. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're here. We're here to do another episode. Still in the old house for now. I know. Um, well, by time this airs, we will just be getting into the high stress of, oh my God, oh my God, we get the house next week. Oh my God. Uh, is everything okay? Did like anything go wrong? Is there for some reason that we're like, we should know that something has bad has happened and blah, 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 blah. But no, we should so, all be good. So this will be the last episode of the show <laughs> because we will be so stressed from here on that we'll just never do it again. No, I think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure we will. I think we're okay. We definitely at least have a pick for the next episode. So you said so. Yes, I have picked a, a fun one for the next one. I oh. wanted something fun for the next one. Although you weren't sure. I'm curious as to what the other movie was. And you don't have to tell me on the show, but you were like, I want to pick a fun movie, but the movie that I've picked, I don't think is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, maybe another time. Maybe. Perhaps. I mean, that's the whole, that's the, the point, right? Is, is we're finding out whether or not these films that we look back on fondly, whether they, movie that they I, should be looked back on fondly. Well, it is a movie that I do like. I just, I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't know if you don't it think would it's be fun? fun to talk about. Okay. Well, you know, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that, whenever that is. So instead of talking about that possible movie that we it are was, not- It was Ghost. It was Ghost. Yeah. Oh, that might've been not too bad. Uh, I don't know. Like some elements of it, yeah. Some elements of it, no. We could know. talk about the, the clay pot scene. Yeah. And when that dude gets scared by a ghost to die remember that, yeah 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 but i don't know i just didn't know if it would be like the most fun movie to talk about so i picked someday something fun. someday we'll hit ghost and yeah. it's obviously not, not been one week, of yours. but this week this week we will be talking about swordfish which really which, wow still can't talk which originally hit theaters back in 2001 who is he he exists in a world beyond your world what we only fantasize he does. He lives a life where nothing is beyond him. He takes what he wants, when he wants. So how do I find him? He finds you. Did you know that I can buy nuclear warheads for 40 million each? Hell, I buy half a dozen and even get a discount. My employer wants to meet you. He'll pay you just to meet you, Stan. Ever heard of Operation Swordfish? Nope. Nine and a half billion. Do you have any idea of how much money that is? We go in over the phone lines, pop the firewall, sit back, wait for the money. So what we need from you, Stanley, is a worm. Marco, let's give him some incentive. Hey, what are you doing? I have been told that the best crackers in the world can do this in 60 minutes. Unfortunately, 
I need someone who can do it in 60 seconds. You're kidding. Go! You're gonna get these people killed! Who are you? I'm not what you think I am. I think that you think I'm a bank robber. Truth is that I'm worse. Three, two, one. Too bad. You gotta die. No, 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 wait, wait! Not everything ends the way you think it should. John Travolta, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, and Don Cheadle. Swordfish. Oh, so speaking of this movie, this movie came out in June of 2001. Which, so which means... It is 19 years yeah. and 11 months. Yes, we've broken a rule. We is nothing. I broke you a rule. You broke the rule. I bent a rule. You broke the rule. And even better... There's not a ton of interesting pop culture stuff that happened in June of 2001. The most interesting things I found in my research. Did you know that Nepalese, is it, it's because Nepal. Yeah. Is it Nepalese Nepalese or Nepalese? Basically, the royal family was gunned down by the (laughs) crown prince at a dinner party. (laughs) And then he shot himself in his head. But then it. It was like, but did he really do it? Or was it like assassins because he shot himself in the head and then the person who took the throne was the king's brother. So it's like, was it really him? Anyway, so I didn't know that had happened. Neither did I. I guess I was in June 1st. June 1st. That's the the first day of June. And that's the big news. Wow. Yeah. Well, a royal family basically being wiped out. That's kind of crazy. And yeah, that's. Well, when you were like trying to figure out how to pronounce, you know, Nepalese or whatever, that's not where I expected that was going to go. I, I have no idea what I should have expected, but I just did not expect that going where that went. So on June 10th, uh, <laughs> Sasha Obama, a daughter of Barack and Michelle, was born, which means she will be 20 in a few months, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I remember like her being like a little girl. I do remember that as well, yeah. And then follow up to your last choice of face off when we yes. talked about things going on. Remember how I mentioned Timothy McVeigh was sentenced to death? Uh-huh. On June eleventh, he was executed. There you go. It's like I picked them on purpose this way. And hundred no. percent so I'd have to talk about the Oklahoma City bomber twice. Yes, that was the plan all along. And the biggest pop culture news of June two thousand one is Fast and the Furious, which is a movie I would love to do on this podcast when it's twenty years old. I mean Came out really, on June eighteenth. Really? You could interpret our rules in two ways. No. Okay, so twenty years old. So you are the rules, the rules that you say are the rules and that's it i make the rules apparently apparently well look forward to fast and the furious next month (laughs) because it will be old enough apparently i do Uh, love fast and the furious good time that whole series so do you want to talk about the box office sure when i was reading through the box office of 2001 i was like man this was a great like oh man i remember that movie and that movie and this movie like that it's just hit after hit after and i was like does it feel that way more because it's really starting to get the point because i would have been 16 mm-hmm. i would have started going to the movies with friends like without like driving ourselves and such am i more remembering movies from 2001 and it being like 
a really great year, quote unquote, simply because like it's just more recent in my memory. Maybe. I mean, uh, I mean, you say it like what you said about like, yeah, I, you know, I was going to theaters a lot more by myself. This is the first movie that we've done in a while that I can remember seeing in theaters. I did not see this movie in theaters. Well, I know, but I'm talking. We haven't about talked about memories about yet. I though, know, so. but you, I'm just jumping on the point that you made. That's all. Like, so we had the Mummy Returns, mm-hmm. which made 68 million in its opening weekend. Shrek, which opened at 42 million. Pearl Harbor, which <laughs> opened at 59 million, and then Swordfish took number one when it opened with. 18 million yeah and then the week after that it was beaten by Lara croft tomb raider with 47 million and then fast and the furious with 40 million i feel like i've seen all of those movies in theaters every single one of them i saw the mummy returns shrek Lara croft and fast and the furious no i definitely remember seeing every single one of those movies in theaters yeah i've never seen pearl harbor i saw it and that's what I can say about that movie. <laughs> so the top movies of the year mm-hmm. were Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone with 317 million. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring with 313 million. Remember that rivalry? Yep. And Shrek with 267 million. Swordfish was the 37th biggest film of the year. Yeah. $69.7 million. But it was number one. For one week. So it qualifies. At, like this, this big dip in the box office for the summer. It qualifies. was like high, high, high dip. Qualifies. Up, up, um. Yep. Still qualifies. People want to see Hugh Jackman and John Travolta duking it out. I guess. Did they really duke it out though? They mentally duked it out. They were playing 4D chess with their minds. We're going to discuss a lot more of that when we get into this movie. Because like, <laughs> okay. Can I tell you about my one memory of this movie? Sure. Before we continue. Mm-hmm. The only thing I knew about this movie. I should preface this that Laura is like rubbing her face. Like she's got her face in her hands like, oh my God. No, 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 no. Like I'm just like, this is literally all I remember mm-hmm. is one. It was a big deal that Halle Berry was showing her boobies. That's a fair point to but make. But leading into that, I remember Halle Berry John Travolta and Hugh Jackman were presenting an award at either the MTV Movie Awards or the MTV Music Video Awards. Probably the Movie Awards. And she was like, oh, I showed these and like showed off her chest. Now it's these guys' turn. And then Hugh Jackman and John Travolta did these really awkward strip teases mm-hmm. as they presented the award. And I was just like, even at like 16, I was like, this is not good. <laughs> It was just awkward. Well, because John Travolta, I mean, put Hugh Jackman at his, you know, in his Wolverine. Prime. Oh, that, but like it was just the whole situation was awkward. I don't think it would have mattered who it was. It, it could have been who's really hot right now. Josh Hartnett. Speaking of Pearl Harbor, that's that's the only reason I said Josh Hartnett. It could have been Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. I picked two of the Chris's, mm-hmm. the two best Chris's, top of the Chris pile. It could have been them, and it still would have been awkward. Who would the uh, the other person have been? ScarJo. But ScarJo doesn't show off these. In well, no, she did, didn't she? Is the movie? Isn't that naked? The, the alien movie? Yeah, she was in that. So there yeah. you go. I haven't seen that movie, so I they weren't know. in that. But yeah, so well, she's, no. she showed her. <laughs> they <full>. were in that. <laughs> bad joke. Bad anyway, joke. that is the extent. 
of what I know about this. Yeah, you'd never seen this until never seen it. One awkward moment at a silly movie award show, or yeah. And you? I saw this in theaters. Okay. And I remember being like, this is fresh off X-Men, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman can do no wrong. You know, I'm I'm excited to see them yeah, in a movie. Yeah, she was in that she too. She was Storm, that's yeah. right. And like uh, the draw for this movie was not John Travolta for me. Was it, it was, for anyone? Maybe, I don't know. But it was, it was, I wanted to see Hugh Jackman and I had heard that Halle Berry got naked in it. So that was, you know, I would say maybe 50% of my, you know, desire to see the movie. And I would say her without her top on was a big drive for a lot of the audience. Probably. Probably like 17 million of the 18 million. <laughs> maybe. Um, it was the movie awards. It was. Yeah, that's, see, that's what it was. It was the movie awards advertising campaign that that showed everyone was what was going on here yeah so i remember at the time really really liking it enough that i bought it on dvd and watched it a few times i this is another gone in 60 seconds in the sense of this is a soundtrack movie for me where i i remember the soundtrack for this movie very well and i had a lot of the soundtrack on my ipod and heavy rotation on my ipod for years until i actually stopped with my, you know, like once Spotify hit and I stopped using my iPod, that the soundtrack kind of dipped off for me. And then one day I was listening to some um, some Spotify playlist that was like movie themes or something. Mm -hmm. And the main theme from this movie, because it's specifically for this movie, the song is called Swordfish. It is by Paul Oakenfold. If you remember who Paul Oakenfold is. Not even a little bit. He's, he's like a techno dj guy edm music stuff from 2000s he did that song and it showed up in this playlist i'm like oh yeah i love the soundtrack for this movie and i added it in my spotify playlist and i was looking for a movie to do for one of our episodes and i was listening to spotify on on shuffle and that song popped on and i was like yeah i'm, I'm gonna do swordfish amazing and even though I, I looked at it and i saw when it was i was like I can squeak this one in. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with Swordfish. But yeah, that, that's that's mainly it for me. Is I, I watch this movie a bunch of times, and but I haven't seen it in a long time until we watched it recently. Like it's been a long time. I'm just muting my phone. I don't want to. I don't care who that is, or it's you. It is you. Okay, so. <laughs> So that ding you heard a moment ago was Laura sending me a very awkward photo of the Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, John Travolta MTV Movie Awards. 2001 was not a comfortable time. Yeah, no, no one looks happy in this photo. No. No one. No. Okay. If you go through the gallery for the whole award ceremony, no one looks happy in general. Right. Well, just to... Get back on topic because this is a, a movie. I understand, yeah. And not the MTV Movie Awards review. But yeah, so the movie, getting into this movie. Yes. You've never seen it before. Never. Never. So I didn't write anything down. This is another one where you didn't write anything down. I didn't write anything down. And it, it's, it's, it's weird because it's not like I was like so into it that it was like, yeah, it was just like I couldn't think of anything to say. Oh. And I did see you write down quite a bit not 
not a record. I only filled a page, but like that's a lot more than I wrote down. That's for my sure. first. Can we can we get into this? Yeah, for sure. So my first note. So Halle Berry is talking about the charm and charisma of I don't remember any of the characters' names. Stan, Gabriel, no. Gabriel, John Travolta. Yeah. And my first thought is he hasn't had charm and charisma since the seventies. <laughs> like we all know that. Like I don't know the the very. Th- Thin little goatee, yeah. The hairstyle, that goatee. And- uh, even at the time, I w- there was no point in my life that I was like, "That's cool." I think that's what they thought <laughs> cyber terrorist cool guys would like. Okay, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that, like, I I can just think of like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, and the things that I can think of that aren't cool, right off the top of my head. I didn't think they were cool at the time either. And they mm-hmm. were John Travolta's goatee. Not even a little bit. And Hugh Jackman's earring. Yeah, no. Yeah, none of those things looked good. <laughs> there was uh, there was a lot of things in this movie that didn't look good. Like, it's very 2001. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because like it's the same director for Gone in 60 Seconds. And oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and it doesn't... The Gone in 60 Seconds does not feel as dated as this movie does Mm -hmm. like this movie feels like it's very much a movie that came out in 2001 the fashion choices were very 2001 just everything about it stylistically the the emphasis on this like whole they almost wanted to be like the matrix with it without in the matrix i'm hacking the system i'm typing so fast and like Things are filling the screen. And it's like, I looked into the trivia. There, there's literally nothing on the screen. They edited it in post. They put it all in post, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, none, 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 of, this, none of this is anything. This is all nonsense. Mm-hmm. Which was, I would say, endemic of the time. I would say... Because like every movie with a computer at the time, it was, I'm hacking the system, Yeah, man. but like, they're still like that. Like, when was the last time you, you saw a movie where somebody did something impressive on a computer... And you were like, I know every single part of this is factual and like possible. How long before you think we get some sort of GameStop movie? They did the big short. They've already talked about it. It's like I, I saw that there's like three movies being rushed into production. What do you think about the Josh battle? Do you think there's going to be a movie about that? <laughs> I Talk love, about a product of its time. I'd love to see the Josh battle movie. And it would be so... Anticlimactic. I don't know. <laughs> it would be a feel-good movie. Right. No, so this movie, all the computer stuff mm-hmm. and the fashion, everything else, it feels very much like 2001. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, so much of this movie also felt like it was like 1993 through 1994, maybe 91 through 94. And I say that because Hugh Jackman is tempted to go meet John Travolta by Halle Berry. Yeah. So, but, ba- so to give some plot because we haven't even talked about the plot at all, is that John Travolta's character is a terrorist government agent. It's not quite clear until later in the movie who is hiring Hugh Jackman, who is a hacker who has gone to prison for his pro hacking ways. He's a hacktivist. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't hack to take advantage of people. He hacks to protect the people from the government. And actually, is one. This is one thing that was written in the in the trivia that was really funny. Is that Hugh Jackman's character goes to 
prison for exposing a government program where they, they were spying on people's emails. And at the time the movie came out, this was considered to be like ludicrous. This would never happen. Yeah. And, and now- then and then months later, 9-11 happens. Yeah. And the Patriot Act happens, and this is literally what happens. Like that, I, not to go off on a tangent, but this entire movie sits very differently when you realize that it's all about counterterrorism and the government spying on people through technology and stuff. And this all hit like three months before nine eleven. Yeah, I actually kind of wrote down at one point wait this this movie kind of predicts 9-11 yeah yeah you know in a way actually kind of predicts post 9-11 as well yeah Yeah. oh so anyway okay so getting so so much about 2001 obviously so he goes he shows up and they're like we need you to hack this and it takes people an hour to do it you need to do it in 60 seconds yeah and then one of the girls who like works for him i don't know what her role in the syndicate is starts giving hugh jackman a bj yes and then vinnie jones draws a gun on him at the same time and he's supposed to hack at the same time and i guess what they're going for is like can you do this under pressure yes what i mean obviously he can but like very very quickly this movie goes into this really awkward territory and then there's so much stuff to this movie that is trying to be like one of those early 90s sex thrillers. Oh, you mean like Basic Instinct or something? Basic Instinct, Jade, The Last Seduction, all those movies where it was very much like sex thrillers. It was a big thing from like 91 through 95. I'd say mildly, mildly. This movie? Yeah. It, it, that I would say one quarter of this movie tries to be a sex thriller. Like even Hugh Jackman's ex-wife is a part-time porn star married to a porn producer. Yes. And that's like sort of a subplot that he's trying to get his daughter back. Yeah, because he's trying to get his daughter back. But it never gets flushed out if there's any like real, besides the ex-wife and the porn producer new stepdad are shot at the end of the movie. Like none of it matters. I, I, my assumption is, is that the idea was, oh, the mother isn't porn. Therefore, you in the audience are to infer that she is a bad person. Yeah. And it's not, they could just show that, yeah, she is a booze hound, which she is and forgets about her daughter. She doesn't really need to do anything with porn, but the sex stuff is bad. But also Halle Berry's sex stuff is okay. Cause she does the sexy part. And like, I don't know, like it doesn't know the movie itself doesn't know what it wants to be in terms of a sex thriller is the sex thriller stuff exciting or is a sex thriller stuff a cautionary tale and it doesn't quite know what it wants to be but the other thing with it being this the sex elements of this movie none of them are sexy okay i'm i'm just thinking i i mean i can agree with you that the bj scene i remember at the time being like oh man and now looking at it that's awkward as shit like incredibly so awkward. awkward. Yeah. And only other things that I can think of. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if there's more than what I'm remembering. There's the girls going in the pool after that. Yeah. Which is just more like, look at the lifestyle that you could have, Stan. Like, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I, mean, I guess Halle Berry sort of tries to fill him up a little bit. Halle that's- Berry gets all set. She uh, He catches her in her lingerie and he, she's wearing a wire. But does anything happen after that, though? 
that's like the last sexy thing in the movie. Yeah, because then the film completely switches gears. Well, it's mm. it goes towards what it's supposed to be going towards in the first place. But that's saying, like this movie veers off the rails repeatedly, but never gets back on the track it was originally on. It's just like, oh, we're over here, over here, over here, over here. Really? Oh, yeah. I I felt it stayed on the track pretty well by the end. I disagree. I see. Okay. I mean, I, clearly you're saying as much. But no, because, okay, before we get into like how the movie ends up, mm-hmm. as someone who is currently sitting in front of three monitors. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sitting in front of three monitors as well. <laughs> What, this is these is and to say this is these are separate monitors. This is six monitors. But you have your workstation. And I have work, my workstation. Yes. When we move to the new house. The plan is to have separate office spaces. Yes, because I don't want to work in a basement anymore. No, so that's fine. But like, even I am like, I have three monitors. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. I have one monitor for my main work. I have one monitor for kind of like my secondary monitor. And my third monitor is what Netflix goes on while I'm working. Yes. Any more than that. Like even that is excessive. Mm -hmm. But any more than that would be absolutely superfluous. Mm -hmm. He's got like eight. Eight monitors. That's how you know it's a powerful computer because it is eight monitors. And, And they're all flat screen monitors, which in 2001, not as common. Yeah, that probably would have been expensive. Could you imagine eight of the old like big monitors eight giant (laughs) giant crt monitors (laughs) actually when they first showed up i was like are they gonna be all widescreen crts because those existed and they were expensive Mm -hmm. that's how you know that it's it's a high powered machine and like they're not even in like (sighs) again i have three monitors which is excessive Mm -hmm. but they are lined up one two three side by side Right to left, left to right. It's a really weird, like, setup for the He's monitors. got, like, one space, up a bit, two, down a bit, space, three. They're just kind of like, bing, 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 not close together, not continuous in any way. It's it's set up in a way that looks interesting, yeah, but it's not, not cool. It's not functional or anything like that. Interesting is a polite way of saying it's like, yes, it did interest me in the sense that I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> I was interested in what they were thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, so much of the computer stuff in this movie is gobbledygook. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then it turns out it's not even a computer movie. It's kind of a computer movie. It's it's, not it's really, a it's okay, so it's it's a cyber thriller huh okay so it starts out as a cyber sex not it's not sex, cyber sex <laughs> a sexy cyber thriller because i say cyber sex thriller that's different entirely but it's like a sexy cyber thriller mm-hmm. but then it's not but then it's like a political thriller but then it's not and then it's an action movie but then it's not and it's just like what is this movie trying to be it can be all of those things. I mean, but think about, po- sa- think about political thrillers that have, time. but there are movies that are political thrillers that have, you know, bursts of action in them. Yes. But, and this the is the time, same kind of thing. No, no, it's not. <laughs> because this movie is from minutes like one through 30, it's this. Mm-hmm. From 30 to 60, it's this. With those movies, it's like, 
a continuous action thriller. I disagree with you here. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I at least took notes. Yeah, no, I I know. But like again, I, I there was nothing that I felt was was needed to be written down. It, it Okay. Okay. So something you should have written down because uh-huh. again, it was the big hype for this movie. Mm-hmm. So again, the big hype. So after we enter, so Hugh Jackman's like, all right, I'll work for Gabriel. This is some sort of sexy mansion in LA. Mm-hmm. And he goes outside and Halle Berry's sitting there. Just to, to preface, because we haven't really talked about this. The main reason he's taken this job is to get his daughter out of this environment. And the, the money that he will receive from doing this job, which at the same time, doing this job will put him could put him in prison. Or get but, him killed. Or get him killed. But it is a risk that he's willing to take to, to remove his daughter from her terrible porn star mother's environment. Yeah. Yeah. Her mother, and that's the other thing, her mother isn't a good mother. Like, let's, I'm not meaning to, she doesn't seem to be abusive. She's just neglectful, which again, mm-hmm. not good, mm-hmm. but like, she's just a crappy mother. She's not violently abusing her child or something. And no. she's probably exposing her to some not great people, but we don't know that. The kid seems to be alone most of the time. So mm-hmm. anyway, so Hugh Jackman walks out. Halle Berry's got a big book that she's reading. Is it a menu? No, it's just a book. But it's huge. Books. It's not that big. It's big enough to cover her whole torso. There's books over there that are big yeah, enough to cover a torso when you open like them up. Textbooks from university. Maybe she's reading a textbook. Maybe anyway. she's getting her Bachelor of Arts in something. I don't know. You know, you raise a good point. But anyway, she moves the book down and ta-da, you see Halle Berry's boobs. Yes. But that's it. You just see them. Yeah, they're not. It's not involved in a sexy way. They're just there. Yeah, which I mean, is fine. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. She has a very nice set of breasts. From what I understand, it was one of the most paused moments on DVD ever. Which I mean, fair. They're lovely. Mm-hmm. She made five hundred extra thousand dollars for that. Mm-hmm. If anyone wanted to see my boobs at any time, and would give me five hundred thousand dollars. Go nuts. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, she made an extra 500 grand for that few moments on screen of just having her titties out. And it's just like, yeah, they're nice. But what's the point? What's the point? The point. The OK. The point is. One, they are nice to look at. Number two, the point is, is they are supposed to be tricking Stan to doing things right. So it's the entire point of doing that is to fluster him, to, you know, get him off his game, which is fair. He immediately trips over a, uh, an Afghan or an Afghan. I meant to say Ottoman trips over an Ottoman immediately after that. So, yeah, it, it's the whole point. Everything they do with with her and stuff to him is is misdirection, which this is, is true, which plays into the plot. So that's that's the point. The entire point plot wise of her boobs being in this movie are to shake Stan when he's not expecting them. Okay, because they do talk about the misdirection and magic and Harry Houdini a lot, which I get. Yes, that's fair. It's just there's a lot of hype for. I remember at the time being like, that's it. Like, I assumed there'd be a sex scene. Yeah, but no, it's just there they are. And then that's it. They're yeah. gone. They're not sexualized in Anyway, in the it's not a sexy scene. It's just bam, there's boobs. Bye bye, boobs. It's just the human body mm-hmm. doing nothing. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, very nice, but it wasn't a sexy scene. Yes. Again, the point is to throw him off. Anyway, 
So mm-hmm. they set up the movie mm-hmm. exposition. They get it all set up. They're going to steal all this money from some online thing that was set up years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Do you but not? It, okay. It was a dummy corporation. Yeah. That was set up to launder money. So here's okay. So here's my issue with a big part of this movie. Okay. First, their plan is this, but it turns out their plan is this, but it turns out their plan is actually this, but it turns out their plan is this. Oh, all along the plan was this. I feel like you've added more plans that were than were actually one. in the movie. Okay, original plan is robbery. Yes, but the the thing is, is they don't tell him what they're robbing, and then they tell him what they're robbing. Which I understand, is- but then it turns out no, they're not actually doing it just to rob money. They're doing it because the senator, and then the senator. Yes. Then they're like, never mind, we're killing the senator. We're doing it for ourselves. Oh, never mind, we're doing it. But that doesn't mean that the plans change. It's still the same plan. There is an excessive amount of... Because the whole point of the movie is this misdirection, right? Yes. We all remember the prestige. Mm -hmm. And to a lesser extent... The magician. The illusionist. Illusionist, yeah. Which were basically the same movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh-huh. we all remember the blah, blah, and that had some really well done misdirection. Mm-hmm. This movie takes it to a point where you're just like, okay, stop. Wait, what was the plot? It just misdirect upon misdirect upon misdirect. And I get, not- no, I was paying attention, and I know what happens. I know everything that happens. So okay. don't like because it I, doesn't sound like you do. No, I know exactly what happens. It is to the point where it feels like they want to have too many. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. I see where you're going with that. Yes. It's like, oh, we tricked you again. Oh, <gasps> well, we tricked you again. Guess what? Tricked you. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little too much of that. Mm-hmm. So you, you feel like this movie instead, because this movie does have a few twists. It was during peak. Every movie has to have multiple twists. I, I, so you, you, so okay, so your your argument is this movie needed one twist and not eight instead of eight. They're all part of the same thing. I understand. They just took it to an excessive level. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Now it turns into back into the family drama, and Hugh Jackman goes to see his daughter, mm-hmm. and he shows up at her house, and this huge you know what this mansion has been in many movies i've seen it before for sure with the giant doors and everything. i don't remember I don't i've seen I've this seen house in movies before for sure or at least one that looks like it and then don Cheadle shows up yes and hugh jackman just starts running and then they all fall down the freaking canyon and i'm like one of them should at the very least have broken their leg mm-hmm. like at the very least and then at the very end of that they're like well we'll let you go I see. I under. I thought what you were writing down was that it was the scene from Hot Rod. I you, was thinking because <laughs> the whole falls, time I was like, "Shit!" Because yeah, because uh, they they fall down <laughs> like a what? It just keeps going. Like they fall for an excessively long time. And then someone else jumps, and then someone else jumps, yeah, they're, and they're all just going down. They're this just hill. rolling down this hill forever, and not one of them does it in a way where you think, you know what? If I'm gonna have to go down this hill, I'm gonna do it carefully. Mm-hmm. They're all just like jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they all go for it. Yeah, like yeah. this is how you break your knees. Yes, but no, you're they. You saying that? Yeah, they they nothing comes of it. They just they ask him, you know, what are you doing there, and then he leaves. Well, they obviously they're 
they're sending him back. They're throwing him back out into the world in hopes of catching the bigger fish. Yep. Who is Gabriel, who they don't know who that is yet. Yeah. But like, what was the point of stopping him at all? Because they figured that they could just talk to him and get the information. Yeah, because they do talk to him. Yeah, but and they he doesn't did it in give such a the terrible inv- way. Well, no, the thing that <laughs> they're bad. No, cops. no, Hugh Jackman overreacts to seeing the man who who put him in jail, and it becomes okay. the most. Re- no, he doesn't overreact. He well, he does, but like not because he's like, I can't go to jail again. I get it, but like. Don Cheadle put him in jail and he knows if he goes to jail again, he'll never see his daughter again. And Don Cheadle should have been like, hey, if I just show up and like, I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. He's going to book it, especially at his daughter's house that we can track. But at any other at any other point, when is he not going to like they're going to confront him in a cafe or something like he's just going to run away there and not have a chase through there. Literally have someone else who's not him show up on the team that he doesn't recognize and be like, Mr. Jackman, mm-hmm. you were not in any trouble. We do need to speak with you. I can guarantee you will not be arrested for this. Mm-hmm. It is urgent that we actually speak to you in a matter of national security. Mm-hmm. And then he could be like, this is a trick I'm leaving and not throw a punch and just walk away. Or he could be like, who wants to speak to me and they could say Don Cheadle and he'd be like, I'm not talking to that guy. He put me in jail. You can send somebody else and I will talk to them. Uh Or he can be like, maybe it's worth my while. If I could see my kid again, it was poorly done and only for the action. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. They needed an action beat to go in there. Like this is, this is a silly popcorn movie, hon. It does not need. You you are correct in that. It it doesn't need logic. To avoid an action scene, we just have the action scene. (laughs) So then he goes back and then, because the whole movie starts near the finale, but not the finale. Yes. Climax-ish. Yes. With this, and then it goes back in time. I felt so bad for the poor girl at the beginning, and she the lady blew who blows up. up. Oh my god! What did you think? What did you think of that sequence, though? Did you think that was a really cool action scene, or did you think that this is overblown and stupid? You know what? I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, there are elements to it that are well done, and mm-hmm. I am emotionally involved because of that poor woman. Mm-hmm. But it felt overdone for the sake of being overdone, but not poorly done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. What did you think of it? No, I liked it. Like, I thought it was a really neat scene. I, I felt that looking at it now, it was like, isn't bullet time cool? We can do it again, you yeah. know. <laughs> but like but that was the other thing because that it was it was trying to take a lot of elements from the Matrix and put them more in the real world. Yeah, like, like it, the bullet. Time. It was the bullet time, and, and it, it was it was essentially done the exact same way. Yeah, it, it's just they just did it instead of doing it in front of a green screen with one person. They put the cameras on a set of a street like they corner. Were timed. Yeah, and it, so they just did the whole thing there in front of the explosion. Yeah, yeah. but then the movie picks back up where they're okay now we're back at scene one Mm -hmm. and i did i did feel when it got back to that scene though it got back to it a little quick clunky yeah like there was some dots that could be connected yeah i was like like, how does stan get there how does don Cheadle get there like i mean we obviously you know we know they're there because they were there 
but literally he just runs out the door and then it picks up where we left off you yeah. know like they, they obviously i we can put those pieces together in our heads but i feel like there's some information missing yeah there's some scenes missing like it was like a drunken night out and you're just like wait mm. how did we get from that party to that party yeah oh shit did someone drive drunk shit, i don't remember did we take a cab what the hell how did i get home like <laughs> there's a fair bit of that in this moment in this movie where mm-hmm. you're just like wait wait what mm. but anyway I, I feel like they're thinking like the audience isn't going to care we're finally back to finding out what happened after the blow up girl yes and then you find out like Halle Berry has been killed too but well she gets she gets killed she, right in front of you no no but like I wanted to mention right off the hop I was like she's either wearing a bulletproof well she's wearing a bulletproof vest for sure and we find out later she didn't die obviously mm-hmm but like it's obvious from the echo because she hasn't even got any squibs. Well, there there was blood. I mean, no, there wasn't. There was blood on the ground. No. Yes, there was. No. Yes, there was. No. There was. No. There was a there was a pool of blood that underneath. That was a shadow. Agree. Agree to disagree. I wrote down. There's no blood. There's blood on her face. She has blood coming out of her mouth. No. She. Do we watch the same movie? She is full blown <laughs> alive in that moment. It was so obvious she was alive. Uh huh. If you got shot through the chest mm-hmm. by what looked like a very powerful gun, the back of your like chest would have been exploded. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have just been a small pool of blood. She would be fucking dead and blood everywhere. In that moment, even realistically, with everything that's going on around you, would you think he would stop to think, oh, did she actually just get shot there? He'd be like, holy shit, did my daughter get away? Am I about to get shot? What is happening? <laughs> Probably okay. not thinking too much about like, wait a minute, if this was the trajectory of a blah, blah, blah. Should but he's, he's, I think he's should've... starting to realize at this point so much of this has been misdirection. But he doesn't that? realize. He realizes and he doesn't realize that any of this is misdirection until he's looking over the dead body. At mm. the end of the movie. That's when he hinted puts... it earlier in the movie because you see the fake John Travolta body. And yes. it's like. Right then and there, I was like, well, he's obviously going to fake his own death at some point. So that's great. Like, giveaway. So as soon as that helicopter blew up, you were like, oh. Oh, 100%. I was just waiting for it. It's like at some point he's going to blow up because that is how he will fake with that that other dead body. Mm -hmm. The other thing, though, is that other dead body was pretty dead already, which is like, they can tell how long you've been dead. Well, it was in a wine cellar, so clearly... They could tell. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just. They know, hun. How many? How many of these like white girls with a podcast like do there have to be before people realize they can tell how long a body's actually been dead for? Yeah, but it was 2001. There weren't white girl with a podcast. Yeah, but we know. But murder we mysteries. Know that <laughs> the cops should have known that. The they'd cops like, should have known that. They'd be like, they... "Wow, this guy blew up after being dead for two weeks." It's not him. They probably just like, okay, logically in the film, they identified the body as the guy because it looked like him. It was an on fire body that they took out of the wreckage. They probably didn't look at it that closely. They probably weren't, they're not, you know, this wasn't a body that nobody knew who it was that they pulled out of the river that they're like, we need to find out all the information here. He, they pulled a flaming corpse out of a blown up helicopter that was seen to be blown up. They probably were not checking for time of death. 
He should have been. Whoever is working corner that day is phoning it in for sure. I guess so. I mean, I know they've got a lot on their hands with the poor lady that's been blown up and they have to clean up all that pink mist from all over the city. But like, Mm -hmm. come on, phoning it in. Mm -hmm. Unless he was already on the take. It was a bad day. There was two people that blew up and were pink mist. Yeah. Well, three, technically. That guy blew up holding another guy. So. Well, and that's the other thing. So those two guys that were holding her too would have blown up. There was what? There was the two cops that were holding her. They blew up. Yeah. And then the guy that Vinnie Jones didn't like, they flew. Okay. Can we talk about the Vinnie Jones thing at the end? Uh-huh. So they're on the bus that looks like a microchip. Which yes. Just, I was like, okay, I get that it's supposed to be some sort of like, not a Faraday cage, but essentially like that idea where like the collars won't blow up inside the bus. Yes. I assume that's what they're going for. But the whole bus looks like a freaking microchip. No, the if, okay, this is more like, if the bus does look like a microchip. But if you look at the side of the bus, there's an advertisement on the bus that says that it's like techno, whatever. Like it's it's a it's a disguise thing. It's the yes, bus still looks like a microchip. The bus still, still looks silly. like a microchip. It yes. still looks silly. It does look silly, yes. But it wasn't until this viewing because I I I agree with you. I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, "That's dumb. Why is it a microchip bus?" But looking at it this time, there is a logo on the side that says that it is some sort of technology related thing, like a geek squad or something like that. It's a it's a it's a full bus wrap skin. Okay, like when you go see like the the lawyer bus or whatever it is, right? Okay, but like at once or the pizza bus. One thing because they've already like at this point we've been told Halle Berry is DEA and there's people who are in and out and double agents and blah 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 and mistrex on mistrex on mistrex. Mm-hmm. People are waiting for senators and senators assistants and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. At one moment, Hugh Jackman looks back and makes eye contact with Vinnie Jones, mm-hmm. and Vinnie Jones gives him a look that's like. Like, I don't even know the best way to phrase it, but it gives that look that like, you know, in a movie where it's like, I'm waiting for Vinnie Jones to like secretly flash his badge and be like, I'm a cop, let's get him, you know, wait for my signal. That, what? That's the, that's what you took from that moment? Yeah. That's the look he gives. He gives him a look that something is up. I don't know what something is, but that's the kind of look it is. He's the like, look he gives him is. Please pay attention to me and my rocket launchers so that you may use this rocket launcher later to shoot down the helicopter. Which I'm aware of. That's what it happens. Yeah, that's the plan. Stan is supposed to see the rocket launcher, so he shoots the helicopter down. Either way, they make a look out of the scene. And then literally a moment later, Vinnie Jones dies. Yes. He falls out of the bus while it's flying through the air. Yes. And I'm just like, they. it felt like they were setting up some sort of like, Vinnie Jones has a secret. Now he's falling out of a bus and blowing up at the same time. We'll never know what that secret was. I, do, I did not take that at all. The, the secret was is that Vinnie Jones knew that Hugh Jackman was supposed to look at the rocket launcher so that he would shoot down the helicopter later. They really made a lot of this plan really hoping a guy who hasn't been told what to do is going to do what they want. They think they know him really well. They got like mind fucking juju going on right mind freak yeah like they they must like they they clearly their their job is to do all this counter-terrorist gobbledygook stuff so clearly they have somebody who must be a profiler or something because they he does all of the stuff that they want him to do because they expect him to do that so okay so 
What is, what is that form of magician magic called where they like, hypnosis? No, no, no. That's not that's not magic. That's just a mentalist. Okay, yeah. Where basically they talk you into picking a number they want or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So the the mentalist and stuff. So is this movie actually not a cyber movie nor a thriller? <laughs> is nor... it about ment- mentalists? No. Is this movie simply a magician movie? No, think about I, it. You're reading too much into. It's all about misdirection. He talks a, about Harry Houdini a lot. He talks about Harry Houdini one time. He talks about misdirects all the time and intrigue and blah blah blah. And I'm like, is this movie actually about magicians, but just trying to present it in a modern way? <laughs> it's not a movie about magicians. Did this movie influence? Christopher Nolan to make the prestige? Maybe. I don't know. It's got Hugh Jackman in it too. That yeah, there you go. That's what it was. It was all about fan theory. Finney Jones shows up secretly and if it wasn't for Swordfish, we wouldn't have the prestige. (laughs) And if we didn't have the prestige, would we have Batman? Batman was before the prestige. Because I remember there was a lot of people who made the joke that the prestige was Wolverine versus Batman because it was Christian Bale versus uh, Hugh Jackman. Okay. But either way. And Michael Caine is in it. And he's in both. Yeah, so. I know. But I couldn't remember if it was one way or the other Yeah, way. no. It, Batman My begins theory as, still stands. as before prestige. You know what? Hugh Jackman was chatting with his buddy Christian Bale and was like, hey, did you see my movie Swordfish? Uh-huh. You talk to your buddy uh-huh. Christopher Nolan. We should make a magician movie. We'll make a magician movie. You read a lot into that because they said misdirection more than once and Harry Houdini one time. Can I just, my last note is flying bus? <laughs> Question mark. Again, they're trying to subvert some expectations. They trick everybody into thinking they're getting away via the plane and they're getting away via a helicopter on a bus. Well, no, it's not a helicopter on a bus. So it's a helicopter that picks up a bus. That's hooked to a bus. Yes. That view must be one hell of a helicopter. It's a shipping helicopter. It's that I've seen sense. those ones that carry, they, I've seen that kind of helicopter carry shipping crates around. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So imagine like going through all that schooling to be a helicopter pilot and you move shipping crates. It's specialized, I'm sure. I mean, it's uh, probably make a boatload of money. Probably. Or I mean, a hey, like shipping container load of money. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. yeah, no, I mean, it's it's you probably don't go to helicopter school thinking that you're going to be the shipping container moving guy, but maybe they don't have any jobs at the firehouse or whatever it is you're trying to get into. Yeah, true. But okay, and then so this podcast has gone to some very weird places. <laughs> so, so does this movie, though. So we then back it up. Mm-hmm. To Hugh Jackman gets his daughter back, and I guess even though he was working with John Travolta because he tried to blow up their helicopter, you did blow up the helicopter. Yes. They're like, okay, full pardon because you you blew up that guy, and you did our job for us. So thanks. Even though he really should be in jail because he there's a plea bargain, and then there's getting off scot free. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ha- weirdness. And that, like, obviously the, the movie has the happy ending for Hugh Jackman because he gets his daughter back and then they, you know, they go off and they, but like, you're right. There really is no reason that Hugh Jackman 
you know, his cooperation did not result in the capture of the criminal. Nope. Any of the criminals. They all died. Yep. It's, it's at least to the government's knowledge. They all died. Yep. They didn't get the money. They didn't stop the crime from happening. The crime still happened mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yep. And the, like, the only thing I could think of is that because her parents were dead, it was like, well, even though legally he can't, you know, blah, 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 blah. He can't get his kid because that was the original judge's ruling. The parents yeah. are dead. She doesn't have, maybe she doesn't have any other kid. And like, he it, was it still went, to fo- she was still going to foster care until the dad was deemed fit. Maybe he was deemed fit. You don't know how much time passed between that morgue scene and long, that scene at the long diner. Long enough that Halle Berry was able to grow out her hair. Yes, I know it was probably, it was probably a, wig. a wig. Yeah, yeah. Because then at the end we see Halle Berry. Halle Berry which is I alive. Knew off she was the, in right on it away, all along. Right away, they were like, there was never any DEA agent named Ginger, and it's like, well, she wouldn't have told John Travolta her real name. Yeah, Ginger anyway. wouldn't have been her real name. No, like the hell so anyway mm-hmm. like not once were they like there was really a de agent her real name was georgina he was beyonce Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out they're in monte carlo and they're billionaires well because well yeah billionaires they took the money that but they're using the money to blow up terrorists which was their what the plan was they were taking that money to blow up the terrorists so john travolta was a good guy oh i did not buy john travolta as intimidating for one moment in this movie (laughs) not with that goatee no he is just not an intimidating person is this this is probably like is this because of the follow-up because we just watched face off as well too did it just compound it for you no i just you know what like you know movie i saw Mm -hmm. when it came out because my, my mom's always really liked John Travolta. Was it Grease? Battlefield Earth. Oh, God, no. There's a movie that we'll never review because it doesn't meet any criteria. No, because Razzies don't count for award winners. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, um, I've i just never considered... And I like Grease. I love Grease. Mm-hmm. But John Travolta is just not intimidating. So to cast him in these intimidating roles is just... What? Mm-hmm. What? Anyway. Anyway. That's Swordfish. That's Swordfish. Well, critics in 2001 had thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? Oh, right. Yeah. So, this movie holds a 25% Ooh. critical score and a 59% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Peter Rayner of Vulture says, Another in a long line of middling movies for Travolta. <laughs> Mark Dinning from Empire Magazine called it Technotosh, but fitfully great fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, always had to include our boy Roger Ebert. Of course. This is the most well-known of the, the movie critics. He said, Swordfish looks like the result of a nasty explosion down at the plot works. Essentially... It's just too many plots thrown together, mm-hmm. which I agree with. It's just plot, 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 plot. It's just too many. It's like take out five and you're good. Mm-hmm. But he in his re- so I read his full review on this one. Oh, really? Doing the full research on this one? Yeah, because he had some like interesting things to say. But then I just I got to this line and I was like, well, now I'm done. Because he talks about the scene in which Halle Berry 
bear, he says, she bears her breast to tempt the untemptable Stanley. This scene came as a huge relief because I thought the movies in their rush to the PG-13 rating had forgotten all about breasts. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, there's internet porn, right? Like, <laughs> it was 2001. It's out there. Not as accessible, though. It's all bit torn. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> that just stood out to me like, girl. This movie did get nominated for some like MTV movie awards. Hugh Jackman was nominated for a Razzie. Not Hugh Jackman. Uh, John Travolta was nominated for a Razzie for his mm-hmm. performance in this movie. Um, yeah, it uh, it really didn't do much of a splash for either career. After mm-hmm. all. I guess Halle Berry walked away with the best out of this because people were like let's all talk about her boobs and you know then there's monsters ball and she won an oscar and that's true she would not have done well yeah she might not have done monsters ball if she hadn't done this movie because she said that uh, the main reason she did this movie was or the nude scene in this movie was so that she would be more confident in doing it in other movies yeah so there you go yep thanks swordfish for giving Halle berry her oscar and then she did catwoman which the less said about that, the better. There you go. <laughs> so. So getting into how we felt about the movie. So this was my pick. So I will go first. I'm going to give it a plane. In my memory, this movie was a lot more tighter and it was a lot more action packed. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's a lot slower. I, I, I still liked it. But, uh, but the parts I liked about it were fewer and far between. The way I remembered it was like, oh, man, what a great movie. What a great movie. And there was a few parts where I was like, hmm. Hmm. Oh, this part's coming up. That part's cool. You know, <laughs> like, like, that, like that's okay, yeah. there's a lot of that. So, you know, like even though there was a lot of stuff that I still did like about it, there's a lot of stuff that I just that didn't age as well for me. And and I, like like I said, even that that BJ scene was very uncomfortable and awkward and yeah, so th- some of that didn't just wasn't doing it for me anymore. So uh, so yeah, just a plane for me. I, I feel like uh, you and I didn't see the same movie at all. But feel free to lay on me your reasoning for your burnt. I was actually going to give this movie a plane. Oh as well. really? <laughs> yes, there are a lot of problems with this movie. Yeah, but I was still entertained by it. Okay, okay. It it needs to be trimmed down mm-hmm. in the plot department. It needs to be tightened up. It just, it doesn't know what it wants to do a lot of the time. Like it, it knows what it wants to do, but it doesn't achieve it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was still entertained to a degree by most of it. I wasn't sitting there going, this is stupid the whole time. Like I wasn't. Like you were up. face up. Hugh Jackman is good in it. Mm-hmm. Halle Berry is good in it. Don Cheadle is good in it. I forgot that Don Cheadle was in it. Yeah. Based off of my. Yeah. It was... he, he's really good as the, the police. Like, again, it's a very. I like that the cyber crimes guy burnt out. Like somehow he's going off to like war. Every I've day. seen too much violence. In yeah. My cyber like, crime. Like life. they may. They very much make it insinuate his cyber crimes that he's investigating are financial mm-hmm. and he burnt out from that from like and he he what he, he shot a dude he shot a dude in the hand yeah 
And it's like, if they even alluded to part of the cyber crimes division is child porn, like investigating that, I could see that. Yeah, you'd burn out really quick on that and mm-hmm. shoot somebody. I get that. But they very much make it seem like, no, he's just going after hackers. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to. Yeah. But anyway, he does a good job. So the movie itself is is very much if you are looking for a nostalgia trip to 2001, it's perfect for that. It's very much a 2001 movie. That's yeah. for sure. So I was entertained, but it wasn't good. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it, even if a movie isn't good, doesn't mean it can't be entertaining. Like, yeah, like I agree. There, there's movies that some of my favorite movies are movies that I am well aware are not good, but they have other qualities about them that make them entertaining and worth mm-hmm. watching. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will also be giving it a plane. Well, there you go. I actually was not expecting that. But... Me either. But by the end of it, I was like, that honestly wasn't. I wasn't wishing I hadn't watched it. Well, that's good. That's good. So planes all around. Yeah. That's going to do it for this week's episode. But next week, we will be taking a look at a fun movie. We will be taking a look at. 1985s, because I'm taking it out of the 90s for you. Oh, surprising. 1985s, Commando. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Want to watch some fun? Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Commando. Oh, all the one-liners are going through my head. What that scene where he shoots a rocket launcher backwards? Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Look forward to that movie next week. This episode of Burnt Popcorn. I am Mike. I'm Laura, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.